Famous tattoo artist Kat Von D has not only thrown out a number of occultic books, but has now posted a video getting baptized and even sat down to talk about how she is on fire for Jesus with Allie Beth Stuckey. But many people are pointing to her dark lifestyle that seems to still be promoted through her social media and music. And others are wondering if this is simply another time where Christians, as they did with Kanye West, are getting overly excited about a celebrity proclaiming Christ only to have them veer off from truly walking with him. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Kat Von D, who recently was on the Ali Beth Stuckey show, Relatable, discussing her conversion to Christ. While a number of Christians are looking at the conversion and then some of the stuff that she still posts and are just having some questions about, hey, what is going on here? Is there some sinister stuff going on or is this ignorance or what is happening? And a lot of people are just getting upset. And so we want to talk about that today. But before we get into it, we'd love for you guys to like this video as well as subscribe to the Good Fight Ministries YouTube channel. And if you feel so led, leave a five-star review if you're listening to this via podcast. But with all of that, I want to dig into this topic because a lot of people, uh, in all honesty, have sent us, since the baptism that was posted of Kat Von D, a lot of people have sent us that video and wanting, please comment immediately, just do a video, do this. And the truth is, that's not how we want to roll, okay? There's a lot of times here at Good Fight Ministries where we look at a story and immediately can say, hey, let's address this right now. And there are other times, specifically dealing with conversion, whether or not somebody is converted, we do want to try to take enough time to allow fruit to bear out. And I hope that that's what we did. And I think a lot of people did see that with Kanye West. And I was recently watching a video. Actually, the video was put on Instagram by, uh, I believe it's Jeremiah from Coltish, and he was talking about this very video that we're going to be discussing, which is Kat Von D on Ali Beth Stuckey's show and her talking about her conversion to Christ. And one of the things he said was basically, hey, I fell like full on when it came to Kanye West, and I was so excited that he had come to Christ. He came out with this album, Jesus is King, and this was an exciting thing. And he said, I think a lot of Christians, just being honest, are really weary from that taking place and then seeing where Kanye West went after that and how, you know, he got into some weird stuff. And sadly enough, I'll I'll say this, uh, I know about the church that he was going to. In fact, we have another number of brothers and sisters in Christ who have gone to Placerita Bible Church. If you ever have visited Masters University, gone to a sports event or anything like that, you literally drive past it every single time. It's not that far from us here. And I know people that genuinely love Jesus Christ who have attended or even members of that fellowship. So yeah, it was a good thing. It seemed like that he was going there. And so a lot of people were like, man, this is really cool. And then next thing you know, Joel Osteen, and then uh, he started um, espousing views from what is known as the Black Hebrew Israelites, and he really did start kind of going away. And so I, I think with Kat as well, a lot of people saw this and were like, oh no, not again. And Jeremiah had actually said that, but he also pointed out some really good points about how people interact on social media and how dangerous it really can be and how in a face-to-face conversation, people wouldn't talk the way they do on social media. Trust me, we get a lot of it. We have 
a lot of people leaving comments that I'm like, man, would you really say that to the person uh, if you were actually having a discussion with them or sharing the gospel with them? I, I just, I don't understand how you can go on the internet and think that you can act the way you do. And I think there's a place of sanctification that needs to take place in the body of Christ in terms of how we do interact on social media, because it can really come off very unchristlike. And I think that a lot of people can be a noisy gong. And I think a lot of people could be the ones, as it says in Proverbs, that are screaming blessings early in the morning and they're simply being taken as curses. Uh, So yes, you can say the right thing at the wrong time as well. But before we get into all of that and the minutia of that, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that we've seen because we did a video almost immediately after Kat Von D posted about purging some of her satanic material that she had. Now, she doesn't call all of it satanic. She would call it occultic or witchcraft books and so forth. And she had posted on July 21st, 2022, about it wasn't part of her life anymore. And this macabre lifestyle, I finally figured out how to pronounce that properly, that she needed to get this out of her lifestyle because of her children. And that was back on July 21st in 2022. And what's crazy is in this interview with Ali Beth Stuckey, she actually talks about when she went and threw those books away that, and this is by her own, her own statement, that possessed individuals showed up to her house to actually get the books. Two people came to my house. So at the time we lived in LA and we had a gated house and I was upstairs with my son and the doorbell rang and we had like a security system and my husband looks and it was, uh, he screenshotted it and it was just this possessed person, you know, who just was like, hi, um, you know, I, I don't want to freak you out, but I'm just, I, I just want to know if I could please have those books, you know, like I, I really need those books. I need those books. And it was wow. just like, and you could see the, the darkness in this eye. And like, yeah. in this case, I was like, I think this is a, a definition of a demon like this person is possessed and is no longer in control of what they would normally do because a they're obsessed either with fame or with the desire to to bring certain evils into your life mm-hmm. you know i think that's crazy you know my my husband ushered him away then the second person came and they tried to break into our trash cans wow which i had to already thrown huh to get the books yes yeah, yeah which we're all readily available online anyway. I mean, I did yeah. have like first editions of stuff, but like, but it's like, what is it in you that's like so um, d- desperate for, you know, like, yeah. again, trying to find these answers in the wrong places, a literal trash can, Yeah, you know? And it huh. it kind of was like a, a very like sobering moment for me because I was like, man, like this, uh, I don't want to have anything to do with this. Now that sounds really interesting. One, because you have, Kat Von D recognizing that people can be possessed. Uh, I thought that was really interesting to, that she can recognize that and point that out. But also that these guys were, you know, so badly wanted to have these materials. And as she even said, like, you can get these just about anywhere. And so a lot of people pointed out to that was great that she said that, but they also said, look, all she said was light and love at the end. That's new age propaganda. And guess what? She didn't say anything about Jesus. And it's true. If you look at the post, it's still up to this day. There's nothing about Jesus. And in this interview, she talked about how I prayed a lot about how I was going to post that and so forth. At that time, she had over 8 million uh, followers on Instagram. Now she has over 9 million followers on Instagram. And a lot of people saw that and were like, well, you know, we'll kind of see. And if you watch our video on it, we talk 
extensively about some of the books. Some of them were from uh, Alester Crowley. In this interview with Kat Von D uh, and Ali Bestucky, she mentions that people in the comments got mad at her and even said, like, Alester Crowley is not evil. I think we have shown that uh, over and over again to not be true. But uh, when we look at this, now the baptism has taken place. And there was a whole video of the baptism that she posted. Some people loved it. Some people hate it. And we'll play it right here so you guys can get a look at it. people saw this baptism and she talks about how some of the comments were just really strange that she, she received. Uh, some people said baptism's not legit because she was holding on to the pastor's hand and didn't get fully immersed enough. And, you know, I, I think some of that stuff, in, in all honesty, if that's what you're holding on to, I think you got some issues uh, that you're going to have to deal with personally. And I did find some things I had no idea about. And I, I want to give you guys a little bit of background of how I even know who she is. Uh, my family, you guys may notice my last name is Davidson. And my family, actually, I am related. My father, or my grandfather is Arthur Davidson. Uh, just about every firstborn Davidson here in the United States after we came over from Copenhagen was named Arthur. Uh, not literally, but a lot of them, including the one who started Harley Davidson. Um, it wasn't Harley. Uh, it was William Harley and Arthur Davidson who started Harley Davidson. So my family's big into cars and motorcycles and so forth. And so uh, West Coast Choppers was a huge hit in my household. In fact, my brother was really into West Coast Choppers and Jesse James and, and so forth. And uh, Kat Von D was involved with Jesse James previously. So that's the first time I had heard of her. And then obviously with Miami Inc. and LA Inc. and stuff like that, I don't have any tattoos, but my brother always liked the shows. So when she had thrown away her books, I sent that post to my brother and he's like, I don't believe it. And when the baptism happened, I sent it to my brother. He said, I don't believe it. And so it's not just like born again, Christ loving, excited people that say, man, I don't really think this is going on. He's like, hey, look at her husband. Um, and we've shown in our videos, her husband, um, he says he's not a Satanist, but he's a Luciferian. And I'm not satanic, man. That's the other thing, too. That's another thing that goes around about me. People saying that I'm satanic, but I'm not, man. I'm Luciferian, which is the complete something else. I am the reason why people are, are, are able to think for themselves. I am that apple that Adam bit into. I am the serpent, you know what I'm saying, that Eve listened to. If not, you'd still be in, in some garden somewhere just unaware of life, unaware of yourself. So how are you going to demonize me when I gave you the freedom that you have? Now, I don't want to get too deep into the Luciferian Gnosticism and so forth. We already did that in the purging video. You guys can check that out in the link in the description if you want to see us go deep into that. But I will point out some of the things we did point out pr previously, which is he has entire songs uh, with his band Prayers where he he talks about the young gods. And one of the things he does is quote Aleister Crowley in an, an image that he posted of his wife, Kat Von D. He Hashtag Lucifer Rising, which is a film by Satanist Kenneth Anger. 
And, you know, we can point all these things out, but also point out, as Kat Von D mentions in that interview, that it was her husband in 2020 when all these lockdowns were going on and uh, people were going just wild and they were right here in L.A. that he's like, we got it all wrong. What What is going on? Like, we got it all wrong. And it was ultimately that search that, according to Kat Von D, is what led her to coming to Christ. She was shared a sermon uh, by Jack Hibbs. She watched the sermon, enjoyed the sermon, and eventually started searching and then wanting to come back to Christ or wanting to come to Christ. And what's interesting is I didn't know her background. I didn't know she came from a missionary family. And we, uh, she says that her family was from Argentina, but he, they were doing mission work in uh, Mexico as she grew up. And what I did really enjoy is that she still has a love for her father, uh, that she didn't fully reject him and push him off. But it does seem when she was 14, according to the testimony there given to Allie, that that's exactly what she was doing. She was rebelling hardcore against her family. And they actually sent her to, it wasn't a Mormon organization, but I guess everyone there was Mormon and she believes it was very abusive. Uh, you sign over your rights to these people and they get to make money. And she got out of there and and so forth. And this was when you were kind of early teen, because yeah. you said you ran away when you were how old? 14. 14. Yeah. And so was this right around that time that you kind of started questioning things? Yeah. The punk rock world? Yeah. And yeah. I kind of actually like resent, resented it too, because again, I didn't really have certain understandings. I just went to church because that's what you do. Yeah. Um, if you look different, then you don't belong here, Like there, which is not, which is not how it should be. Um, and so, yeah. Um, so it's not that I went around thinking about it, like going like, I'm an atheist or I'm a this or anything. I just didn't care. I ran away when I was 14. I came back and tried to work it out with my parents. And yeah. you have to understand, you know, I had like a mohawk at the time. I shaved my head. I started getting tattooed at the time. So they were worried. This was a shock. And not yeah. to mention like my poor parents, they're not Americanized by any means right. at this time. Like they're coming from a completely different culture. They, they're really they really believe like their child has been possessed by a demon, you yeah. know, and which was not the case. I tried to explain that to my parents, but they, you know, it's it's a different generation. At one point, my parents were pretty desperate to like fix me, you know, or fix whatever they thought was yeah. wrong. And so they sent me off to a school and I I, I don't really consider it a school. I think it was it's uh, like um, I don't understand why these institutions are even still exists. legally you know available to parents but i call it a lockdown facility you know mm -hmm. it's a it's a place where parents write off their rights to their child and Ugh. put them in the hands of people with no supervision and um there was just a lot of abuse not not to me that thankfully like i didn't have to endure some of it i think there was some mental abuse obviously but nothing um physical that i saw with other people there and uh was it a religious institution or no it was i i, I don't i wouldn't say it was religious but the people that worked there were all, um, it was in Utah, so they're all Mormons. And, um, but they didn't like make us go to their church or anything like that. That sounded absolutely horrendous to, to listen to, to pe for people to have to go through. But one of the things, and this is one thing that I hope this can be, um, you know, one of the jobs here, not only at Good Fight Ministries, but as somebody who is one of the elders at our fellowship, one of the things we always want to do is bring correction in love and in light of scripture. I think that's the most important thing. So when Kat Von D is giving the interview and she's expressing like, hey, I was I had a mohawk at this time. Obviously, you have a parents that are some form of missionaries there in Mexico. Um, I don't I don't know enough about them to you know give them a stamp of approval. But I'm just saying you have a situation where she's like, it wasn't like a demonic thing. And they thought I had demons and so forth. 
here's what the Bible actually says. The Bible actually says in 1 Samuel chapter 15 that rebellion is of the sin of witchcraft. And the Bible tells us to honor our mother and father. So when you're expressing yourselves in rebellion by a woman taking her hair and putting it into a mohawk as a show of rebellion, an outward expression of the inward rebellion that is within her, ultimately, whether or not you believe that Satan is the one who is guiding your life when you are not in Christ, but outside of Christ, uh, the Bible says that you are a part of what is called the sons of disobedience. And Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2 says that Satan, who is the prince of the power of the air, works through the sons of disobedience. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, you have the temple of God versus the temple of idols, or as Paul might use them uh, throughout First and Second Corinthians, uh, demons. And so, whether or not we realize it, I'm sure Peter did not realize he was being used by Satan when he told Jesus he would never let him die. But Jesus did call him. What? He said, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. So yes, if we are in rebellion, constant rebellion, especially specifically against the commands of God, what's going to take place is that Satan will use us in that regard in any way. And I do believe a lot of this stuff, sending her over to transit, uh, transcendental meditation, uh, in a cult work, she brings out a lot of very interesting things. And I think that especially when we come to Christ, a lot of the things that we look back on the things that we were doing, we may think, oh, that wasn't that big a deal. That wasn't so bad. But it it was. And and there there is a lot of rebellion going on. And we need to also be able to point out and say, yeah, that was wicked. And I think she did that in a lot of cases. Then I started learning about transcendental meditation and i was like oh like it was always these very like short-lived band-aids on a sinking ship you know yes. that's kind of how i see it yeah it's like uh oh this feels really good and i'm like so at peace and i've like been totally. able to like um you know i'd, I'd have anxiety at the airport and i'd go into the bathroom and like say my m mantra and then um and i'll be fine it's yeah. like but it's it was these crutches you know and my husband and i we look at our the role decks of friends that we have and the ones that are dictating their life through that and they're making life decisions through tarot or through, um, you know, some of the witchcraft stuff, like uh, even the meditation stuff or like, you know, and I'm I'm going to definitely offend a lot of people, but like the, the ayahuasca trips or the the meditation caps and silent retreats, all the things yeah. that I used to do, except I never did ayahuasca, but like they're all so miserable. But I think sometimes we can whitewash some of the demonic material that we had. I wouldn't have told you I was trying to worship Satan as I was singing Heretic Anthem from Slipknot and meditating and memorizing every single lyric that they have. And one of the things that saddened me in the interview is it did seem like she was asking for correction or asking to be corrected if she was off concerning secular music and some of the, the vampire stuff that she's into and so forth. And she was asking Allie this. I don't want to lambast Allie. Um, not that I agree with her on everything, but I don't want to lambast her. That's not the point of this episode. But I do think there was a better way to bring correction because she's asked point blank, is it okay I'm listening to Depeche Mode and The Cure and, and so forth? And Allie says, well, I listen to Taylor Swift sometimes. I don't listen to songs like Karma because that's against the Bible clearly. But, you know, and 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 tried to give a, uh, an answer and said, there are some things that are just evil. But but this is true. And I would say this to to Kat as well. When it comes to, well, I'm, I just have these dark things and it works really well because I can now minister to somebody that might be more gothic and so forth. The Bible does say that we need to abstain from even the very appearance of evil. 
And so when we look as if the things that are involved with us, vampires, so forth, as the new music video is, um, these things are evil and they look evil. And so we're not avoiding the appearance of evil if we're just acting and looking just like the world in those regards. And I, I would say that there's a very easy way to express that. And a lot of people, you know, could look at that and say, oh, well, this, that and the other. And, and I do want to point this out. Uh, Spencer Smith had posted something on Twitter, and I want to read read from it because I think it does make a good point, and let's try to bring some loving correction um, to this situation through what he asked. I think it's a good question. He said, hypothetical scenario. If Marilyn Manson publicly professed Christ three years ago, but this week openly said that he was never going to change the way he dresses, content he posts, or music that he makes, would that bother you? Would you question? Now, I, I want to say this. One... I don't know if you guys remember this, but when Kanye West came out, I, I believe it was Justin Peters who said, like, I don't know if I believe this guy. And it got so bad in terms of the heat that he received that he just went off of Twitter. And not that I agree with everything on Justin. I just I want to point this out. And he said that and it seemed very simple. And he got so much heat. He's like, I can't even do this. Like, these are my brothers in Christ. And look at the venom. So I think even Spencer asking that question, I think that's a really good question, right? If we see the darkness and say, well, this person says, I'm just going to do this. And I will say this. And we had somebody, I had spoken to a Mormon apologist. And when talking with him, uh, some of the ways that he would talk to Christian brothers, it was very rude and condescending. And when we express that, hey, you don't have to be rude and condescending to express the truth. He said, this is just the way I am. This is who I am. And I'm not exaggerating. That man is no longer, he's completely apostatized, denies the divinity of Christ, like totally is well away from Christ. Now, am I saying that's what is going to happen with Kat Von D if she doesn't change the way she dresses? I'm not necessarily saying that. But what I am saying is we need to say, Lord, I'm open to correction. And she seemed to be asking that of Ali Beth Stuckey, who I think should have done a much better job of answering that question. Because the truth is, is when it comes to the secular music and so forth, I do believe that there is, and she tried to bring this out at the end of her answer, but the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 that we need to lay aside the sin and the encumbrance or the excess weight that so easily entangles us so we can run our race with endurance. So there are things that are simply sin. If you're singing songs that are glorifying things that Jesus was nailed to the cross for, I, I don't think we have any argument. If that's what you're meditating on, I think that's a big, 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 big problem. But there are also those things that may just be weights that are hindering you. And I would say to Ali Best Stuckey as a point of correction, if you're sitting there meditating on Taylor Swift, how is that not exactly what's going on in Psalm chapter one, that you're sitting at the seat of scoffers? Taylor Swift is somebody who has not only expressed that true Christians should be pro-baby murder, but has also expressed and made fun of Christians that are against gay marriage. So I would say, how are you not, as meditating on their songs that are supposedly love songs from their worldview, how are you not sitting in the seat of scoffers as you meditate on their words? That's something where I would have a major, major issue. And I would say, hey, just as a point of correction, I'm not saying you're not a brother or sister if you listen to that, but hey, maybe we should bring this in light of scripture. And I think this is really important. And then one other thing that I wanted to talk about in regard to the interview was she was talking about all of the lambasting that was going on, some of the comments. She said, I read all the comments. And that really did hit me. I got a lot of criticism after I posted that baptism video. And 
Um, I think that like Christians, um, you know, when you do that, you don't realize how much harm you're doing. You know, mm -hmm. like I, I would look at a lot of the comments that I got um, and it they were really cruel and very, very um, annoyingly holier than thou. And I, I would look at some of them and say, okay, let's look at like, what is to be gained from this comment? Like, who does it help like to be a know-it-all? Like, who mm -hmm. does it help? Does it help me? Does it help all my other followers following? Comments for correction and in love and in the fruits of the spirit, I think those are great. I think they're awesome. I think people do a great job in expressing that a lot of times. It is just there are those few that do not do such a great job. And I think that's a place of edification that we can all grow in. And thinking about that, thinking in light of that, and one of the things she had mentioned is she's trying to bring her husband to Christ. She's trying everything she can so that her husband can come to Christ. And that would be awesome if if he would. But one of the things was the hindrances of reading. I mean, you're reading about, oh, you didn't baptize enough because, you know, your hand was still sticking out of the water because you were holding the pastor's hand. You know, stuff like that. You're like, wow, this is this is crazy. Don't get me wrong. We read crazy comments on here, too. Oh, he must have accidentally made a signal with his hands, even though he spent his entire life exposing, or entire Christian walk, exposing the works of darkness to bring people to Christ. And the fruit has bore out over those years, over the 40 years that Pastor Joe has done that. But no, while he was moving his hand to the left or right, made this symbol. That's crazy. You're crazy. I'm sorry. You're not following Jesus. You don't love Jesus. You're someone who is a blight to the body of Christ. You are a black eye to the body of Christ, and you aren't doing anything for the kingdom. So there are those. Then there are those, and I think Spencer uh, is being genuine. Once again, I don't advocate everything he says, but I think he's being genuine and saying, hey, this, this is not a problem. You guys don't see the problem here. There's nothing wrong with asking those kinds of questions. One of the things she brought out was Alice Cooper, and I want to do this as a means of expressing, hey, maybe we should get away from that darkness, uh, and maybe we should be pointing away from that and hopefully under the pastoral care. And she's made statements even recently about how she's not a big fan of megachurches and the worship doesn't seem real because even in her own secular music, she knows how to line up hooks for uh, to, to, to mess with people's emotions. Like, wow, that's a really good insight. That's awesome that she points that out. So there are some great things to be said. But then she was like, well, maybe I'll look up Alice Cooper and she watched some of his interviews and like, hey, how can he keep you know, darkness and so forth and, and, and still follow Jesus. And I have to be honest with you. I don't trust that Alice Cooper is a brother in Christ. I, I, I don't know. I can't judge. I leave that up to God, but you have somebody and we've shown this who would have Kesha's mother dressed up as a phallus on stage dancing around. You have all of this darkness and they say, yeah, but I, I love Jesus too. And I just, I'm just being honest with you. I can't trust that you can have all of that. You can have, be singing songs that people are meditating on the very things that are against the body of Christ, that are, that are promoting the very things that Jesus hates. That We are supposed to have no form of disobedience in this manner. And to do that um, with those kind of lyrics and continue to sing them and watch other people sing them. It's something I, I want, I think we should all need to get away from. And so I, I wanted to say this, because I, I wanted to watch enough of my uh, people I think are brothers and sisters in Christ, or people I think that maybe have good insights and see some of the opinions and so forth, and and bring it back down to this. Are, are, is there darkness that needs to be exposed and darkness that needs to be eradicated from the lifestyle if they are coming to Christ and loving Jesus? 
without a doubt. Is there a way to express that truth without just coming out as a curmudgeon? Is there a way to express that truth doing so in love that if you were having that conversation with her, you could also express the love that you have for Jesus Christ and why this should not be promoted in the body of Christ and do so without putting out a smoking wick? Are we able to do that? And I think that we can do that in the body of Christ. It doesn't mean we have to accept everything wholeheartedly. It doesn't mean every time somebody makes a profession of faith, we need to do this or you're anathema because you're not promoting someone coming to Christ. It's not that at all. Plenty of people did that with Kanye West and guess what? They were proven right. But here's the thing. I don't care about being right about this person's conversion and so forth. That's not what I care about. My The thing that I care about is seeing people come to Christ and seeing the body of Christ edified. That is so important. It is the point of Five Love News, the point of Good Fight Radio Show. It's the point of everything that we're doing here is to see people come to Christ and correct those things that are hindering the believers even from running their race with endurance. We don't make judgments on this person or that person. Uh, we do have to point out when someone is not saved and saved and so forth. But when it comes to ultimate judgment, that's going to come down to God and God alone. And so what we want to do is we want to express the truth of the gospel, that Jesus Christ came and died a horrible death, public death, on a public walkway into Jerusalem when he committed no sin. He died for the sins of the world. We were to telestai paid in full. If you look upon the Lord Jesus Christ, if you confess with your mouth after believing in your heart, Jesus is Lord, and on the third day that God raised him from the dead, you will have salvation. That can be true of Kat Von D. It can be true of her husband. It can be true of anyone who would call upon his name, put their full trust in him. And if you haven't yet, I want to encourage you right now. The only way to salvation is Jesus Christ. He proved that through the resurrection. He proved that beyond a shadow of doubt, of a doubt by dying publicly and raising publicly, and he is coming again for us. We want to love him, embrace him, and bring more people to come know him. This has been Chad Davidson. This is the 511 News. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.